this is Carrie Miles, and welcome to the Art of Type 2 Fun Podcast. Let the adventure begin. Well, hey you, and welcome to the Art of Type 2 Fun Adventure Podcast, where we cover all things suffering and adventure in the outdoors as women around the world. I am Carrie Miles, and I will be your adventure guide. So I just want to start out this first episode with telling you a little bit about myself, why I'm here, and hopefully encouraging you to give me a shot and keep listening. And as always, let me know if you have any questions going forward. I love, you know, little tidbits that you want to hear about. I love hearing about what you want to hear um, because this podcast is for you. Okay, it's a little bit about myself too. You know, this is kind of like my outdoor therapy kind of a thing, being able to talk to all y'all about being on the outdoors and really testing myself. But anyway, so I'd love to hear from y'all. Anyway, a little bit about myself. I am a 40-something-year-old gal who is currently based in Phoenix. I was previously in the Pacific Northwest for about 15 years before moving here, and I have to say that it was a huge change for me and one that I did not really realize how big it would be, but I am absolutely loving the desert. I decided to make a life transition about four years ago to complete my second master's degree in music at Arizona State University, and I just never left. I never went back. Before I moved, I thought, maybe I'll just, you know, I'll go, and then in the summers I'll go back, but I just fell in love with the desert and knew it was for me. I'd been in Portland, Oregon for about 11 years before that, and Eugene, Oregon before that for school. And I don't know, I think I was just ready for a change. And boy, did I get that. I went from rain, clouds, and of course, like lush green forests, root laden, rocky, you know, slick rocks, that kind of a thing between Oregon and Washington and moved to rocky deserts, jagged mountains scorpions, rattlesnakes, javelinas, all those crazy things that I'd only seen in movies. But I don't regret it one bit. And I know that the change, even though it was difficult at the time, and sometimes it's even difficult now, I definitely miss the Pacific Northwest and I miss my friends a lot. But it was something I needed to continue to grow as a human being. And that's one thing you'll learn about me is that I'm always looking for ways to grow and learn. Since moving to Phoenix, I've met and become fast friends with an amazing group of folks here in the Valley. They've shown me what it means to adventure with the craziness that the desert has to offer. Monsoons, waterless routes. I mentioned the scorpions. Yes, they are little and large and all the things in between. Javelinas, look them up. They're little nasty pigs. Well, they're not little. They're quite large. But the baby ones are kind of cute, even though they smell bad. And then let's not forget rattlesnakes. They are very present in the desert here. But we still get out and do it, and it just adds to the fun. I love my pals here in Arizona, and I also still somewhat regularly get to adventure with my buddies from the Pacific Northwest, so I sort of get the best of both worlds. I couldn't do what I do now without any of them, and I'm excited for you also to get to meet them as well, because they will definitely be joining me on my adventures here in the pod. So that's a little bit about how I ended up here today. But I want to give you a bit of a taste for my experience in Type 2 Fun and why I'm here hosting this show for you. As I mentioned, I am a gal, and as a gal in Adventureland, I have noticed that there is a slow but certain rise in the efforts and other number of other folks who identify as women in the backcountry, um, which I'm so stoked about. 
That said, I'm thinking, well, all these other gals and women folk certainly have stories to tell that can help encourage us all to be brave, self-sufficient human beings in the outdoors and realize that we aren't the only ones who are doing awesome things. So I love that all y'all are getting out there. I want to hear more of it and I want to spread the stoke. There are a few other women-focused adventure podcasts out there, but I wasn't seeing a whole ton. So I thought, hell, why not create another platform for us all to spill the beans, ask all the questions, hear from the experts and the noobs and all the adventure curious folks. So here we are. This podcast is in general, no holds back. So we will talk about anything. If you have a question about your undercarriage in adventures, if you have a question about having a period on the trail, if you have a question about I don't know, the ups and downs and the emotional garbage that happens. Anything you want from clothing to personal stuff, we are here to talk about it. So I hope you really um, enjoy. On that note, we might cover some topics that you might want to plug your ears. Usually we'll give some uh, sort of warning about that, but kind of teach their own with your own risk. Anyway, so going back to me a little bit, I grew up adventuring in the outdoors. As a little girl, I had young one younger brother who's about five years younger and then three very close cousins who were like siblings to me. And our grandfather was a dedicated outdoorsman. He took us everywhere and we went on crazy road trips with our camper trailers in tow. My grandparents had one, my cousins had one, and then we had one. Some of my earliest and most memorable adventures were with my gramps. And I feel like he knew what he was doing when he took us trekking around all the national parks. We went to Zion, Bryce National Park, Jackson Hole, all over, all over the country, hiking to more unexplored places in these areas. And even taking us, he would take us on cave, into caves and go exploring. And one specific adventure I remember was we, he would take us to this cave and it was an unnamed cave up in the Logan Canyon in Utah. And we went into the cave a couple times and we would always just hike back into where the water came because it was it was deep underground and we'd get to a, a point where the water came up and one day I remember he was like okay today's the day we're gonna go back as far as we can so you know I was a young kid and we went back there and I just remember it being super cold and my dad had to carry me but we reached the very very back of the cave and just to give you an idea an idea of how deep this was my dad was basically up to his shoulders or his biceps in this water. I can't imagine how cold it was. And none of my other cousins, I think my boy cousin who's four years older than me, he he went back there. But my dad carried me back and we touched the very back of the cave and it was so exhilarating. And then when we got out into the sun, I was so relieved and my mom had snacks for me. And it was it was really an amazing experience that I will always remember. So it was these types of things that my grandpa would do. Now, I don't know all of them were super safe. Uh, the entrance to that cave has since been closed due to safety reasons. But I just remember, you know, I remember experiencing a lot of outdoors stuff. And I do remember some of it was type two fun, very hot, very rugged conditions that I did not enjoy as a child. But I, you know, I got blisters on my feet, I would skin my knees, all these things that come along with it, with the outdoors. But I loved it. And I love that my grandpa showed me all of these things. He was truly his finest when he was able to be a guide and show his stoke for the outdoors. And I believe he instilled that sense of stoke in me, and I want to share it with y'all. I can't imagine growing up anywhere else. You know, I grew up in Idaho, and I can't imagine growing up anywhere else that didn't have 
access to such beautiful outdoor opportunities. I feel lucky even now. I think I've put myself in places that I have access to those outdoors. So I feel very lucky for that. But that said, life hasn't always been outdoorsy and adventurous, at least in the way I wanted it to be. In 2006 or so, so quite a while now, it's crazy to think it's been that long. I was trying to finish my undergraduate degree in Eugene, Oregon. I was in college for a very long time. I tend to like to take my own time and route into getting things done, which my friends and family recognize. But I recognized one day while I was out hiking with some friends to a nearby watering hole that we used to just go out and hang out and drink and jump waterfalls and things like that, um, that I didn't really feel good in my body. I was a heavy drinker. You might say, oh, everyone in college drinks a lot, but no, I was a heavy drinker. And I was also smoking about a pack a day, among other addictive behaviors, and I just didn't feel good. It was on this hike that I realized I wanted to feel good. And especially in order to enjoy the things that I used to love outdoors. I couldn't even breathe on that hike. I was I was like tired within two minutes of hiking and it was just really rough. And I realized kind of which direction I was going. I went home, threw my pack of American Spirit Blues in the garbage. And I had already tried three times to quit with no success. But what mattered to me most this time, I recognize, was being able to do what I wanted to do in the outdoors without feeling like I couldn't breathe. So that was that. It was enough to make me really just say no more. In an effort to distance myself from my destructive tendencies, my social circles changed rather quickly, and I wound up with a new roommate who happened to be a road cyclist, and so did her boyfriend. And she took the liberty of introducing me to tons of rad folks who really knew how to have fun on the bike, push themselves, and to be in the outdoors. Yes, they drink occasionally. Nobody smoked, though, as far as I remember. But anyway, Yes, and I still had issues with alcohol, but one step at a time. And I, but I picked up the bike and it replaced my cigarettes, and I haven't put it down since. After a five year stint in Eugene, I woke up in Portland where I kept riding my bike a lot. At the time, I was mostly into road biking, dabbling just a little bit in mountain biking, but honestly, it scared the bejesus out of me. I remember I used somebody else's full suspension bike and I had no idea what I was doing. It was pretty ridiculous. So that was like just once. And I was like, no, that scared me. So I had started racing road bikes in my final year of college at high school and it went pretty well because I worked really hard at it. I lived cycling. I ate, trained, sleep, repeat, maybe a little class here and there, but I was all cycling, all in. And that's another part of my personality that you'll get to know. When I do something, I do it big. So I just continued to train and work fully, full-time, and that was going really well. So this is after I graduated. I was competing well at the local ranks and getting a bit of experience on the national NRC circuit. My goal was to be able to at least join a composite team regularly for the NRC circuit. I didn't really think or believe that I had maybe enough talent or time or energy or money or whatnot to try for like a pro pro team, but I felt like I was good enough to be on a composite team if I really worked hard and got those connections. So I was trying my best. This goal came crashing down, literally, when I was riding to work early morning hours on April 21st, 2011. Some kid who wasn't paying attention T-boned me with his car when he gunned it to make an unprotected left turn while I was riding straight. This event left me a changed person physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'll get into the whole thing in another episode or multiple episodes for that matter, 
But needless to say, my outlook on life, suffering, resilience, all changed focus, and the rest is history. I'm not going to go into all the details now, but I did have a comeback year racing my bike in 2013 and kicked some booty, set some local records, and all that good stuff. But let's just say that one thing led to another, and I decided to distance myself from road cycling. There was quite a lot of PTSD involved there. did go to therapy and have continued to work on that. But in the meanwhile, I discovered the mountain bike and adventure riding and knew that this was the place for me. I started riding on an entry-level Focus aluminum frame hardtail with a 110 millimeter travel fork. So nothing special. It was a heavy bike. Pretty narrow bar is like super old school at this point. And I was taken on some gnarly trails and I didn't know any different. I just knew that I didn't have to deal with cars up there on the trails and I could basically choose my own adventure, which I loved. I got to get exercise and friend time and all those good things and be out the, in the outdoors all at the same time. So I was super stoked. Uh, so jump ahead a few years and my good friend Heather mentioned that she wanted to ride the Great Divide Trail as far as she could get in one month. So I was like, hmm, well, I could maybe do that as well. I had been laid off from work. I was teaching music at the time. And so it kind of had a really flexible schedule. So I was like, maybe I could take like a month off and let's just see what happens. So we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. A group of seven of us friends ended up riding together from Banff to Whitefish, Montana in 2016. And then Heather and I kept going and made it to Steamboat Springs 20 day, 28 days after we started our journey. We didn't know what in the hell we were doing, but we learned really quickly and we learned how to work together. And it was one of the best experiences of my life, both hardest and best. It changed me forever as a person. Anyway, so my adventure writing journey began then and I will never look back. Heather continues to be a an amazing buddy and an amazing influence on the things that I'm doing. And you'll hear in later episodes, um, she's also convinced me to take up running, which she's a super runner. And I can't believe that I'm doing that as well, but more to come on that. So through adventure riding, I have been able to see things I wouldn't have otherwise, including the Great Divide mountain bike route from Banff to Steamboat. I still need to finish the rest. Colorado Trail, Oregon Timber Trail, much of the Arizona Trail and beyond. These adventures and the folks that have joined me in these adventures have taught me about myself, what I can handle, and the grit and resilience that have I have within me and that I didn't know that I had. And I think this is why I keep coming back and like why I hope that others can get to experience and share similar things with y'all. There's just something about learning how to experience the art of type two fun that we can apply in life, whether it be outdoors or in life, let's say motherhood, medical school, or whatever you're going through. It's my hope that through this podcast, that we can help each other discover new things about ourselves and that in turn, it will turn into major stoke and we can share that with others and we can teach us all about this art of, of how to suffer and how to apply it into our own lives and then, and then remember it as something that's super awesome and that was good for something later, even if it was pretty trying at the time. So now that you know a little bit about me and why I'm here, you can look forward to what I have coming down the trail. You can look for new episodes coming at you, we're going to say weekly at first. I might have to switch to bi-weekly depending on what we have in store, but I'm going to shoot for weekly. Thank you for your patience on that. Each episode will have one of four formats, including number one, me coming straight at you with my personal experiences and answering any of your questions that I get through the week. Number two, 
guests who have awesome things to talk about. There are so many that people that I want to talk to. So, and if you have any suggestions or people that you want to hear from, feel free to let me know through Instagram, The Art of Type 2 Fun. Anyway, I'm excited to announce that we'll have not only some of my dear friends, Elisa Richmond, Deanne Garcia, Heather Snap, and my new pal Cassidy Howard out of Idaho, but also super adventurer and outdoor advocate Kate Boyle, as well as some other local professional writers and, and people like that to start out with. Then the third thing that you'll be hearing is Carrie and Powell's panel. You can write anything and ask from myself and you will get feedback and tips and adventure stories from a small squad of adventurer gals who know their stuff by bike, foot, motherhood, pethood, etc. Also, the last thing you'll hear is a gear and gab where we talk about gear, the latest and greatest tips, and also any answer any of your questions about packing, gear, and we might have a few sponsors on board and things like that. Make sure to subscribe and share so you don't miss any of our adventure stories and tips and tricks. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram as well as the Art of Type 2 Fun website and even win some free adventure gear at some point. So be looking for that. You're also welcome to find us. Oh, I mentioned theartoftype2fun.com where you can not only see photos, ride reports, gear data, etc., but also become a supporter of the show, which helps me to be able to continue to do what I'm doing. And with that, hit subscribe and feel free to listen to our first couple episodes with Deanne and Eliza on The Big Lonely. I'm so excited to have you on board for this new adventure and to be learning more about the art of type two fun right along with you. And with that said, signing out. <laughs>